Oh yes, we are the Over the Hill Gamers. He's Dan, I'm Zach. Howdy. What's going on, Dan? How are you? I am doing phenomenal. How are you, Zach? I am good tonight. Uh, This is our first pod, our pilot episode, if you will. Uh, Dan and I like video games, and uh, that's kind of what this is. Uh, It's us talking about kind of what we're playing and uh, just what we enjoy and why we enjoy it. Um, This... This pod for us is kind of a way to just to further talk about, we're talking about this stuff anyway, this way maybe we'll focus more on work, because we won't be talking about video games at work, and we'll be doing it on the podcast maybe, <laughs> and uh, sure. can, <laughs> can give everybody kind of a chance to listen and, and kind of hear where we're at, and uh, forgive me in advance if I lose my, lose my proverbial shit while we're podcasting, because this Alabama game on right now, I need Alabama to win, and they're down by two with two minutes left. I need them to win so I can be in my March Madness bracket still. So if I hoot and holler, I apologize in advance. <laughs> so so the, the first podcast here, uh, what the whole point is, what we're going to be talking about is uh, this is going to be mainly a Resident Evil episode. That's what you've got to find here. Um, if you are a fan of the franchise, it is the 25th anniversary. Um, Resident Evil is 100% a game that I've probably been playing for that long, I think. I've stumbled upon the first game on PS1 about three or four months after it came out. We actually rented it from Blockbuster, which uh, shows my age, which is why we are the over-the-hill gamers. So that's what the, the episode's going to be about today. And we're kind of just going to go episode by episode. It's kind of going to be what we're playing and why we're playing it. Uh, Dan, you wanted to chime in? Yeah, I said that's pretty hilarious, the Blockbuster thing, because that's actually how I rented the first one as well. And then I remember specifically getting a late fee because I kept it too long. <laughs> day. Nice. Um, and then I ended up buying it as well, the very first Resident Evil. That was my first, first experience on the PS1, which, or actually it was called just the PlayStation back then. It was before they even had the PS1, I guess. And then uh, I think it was my little brother's and I borrowed it from him because I had a Nintendo 64. Right. <laughs> it eventually came out on the, or Resident Evil 2 eventually came out on the 64, not the, not the first it, one. I played it on, I played the Resident Evil 2 on PlayStation as well when it came in the two disc set, but that was pretty, yeah, I remember it vividly. Well, we'll go into that in a minute, obviously. Cool. Well, Dan, get into, let's do our intros, man. Let's go with you first. Uh, tell me about yourself, how old you are, what's going on in your life, who you are, what, what video game systems you uh, play on and all that good stuff. Definitely. Um, well, I'm 37 years old. Um, I've been pretty much gaming since birth. I had a brother who's four years older than me, or I have a brother who's four years older than me, and he he got an Atari, I remember, for Christmas. And so we played, you know, like Pong and all the original games, which I was a little too young for, but I vividly remember playing it and then us getting our first Nintendo, the Ridge Nintendo, with... Uh, and that thing was just, it was a blast. You know, Mario, all of the old school 8-bit games. Um, I have three children. Um, to One of the main reasons Zach and I talk about games, obviously we both love games. But for me, the reason we called this Over the Hill Gamers too is because, you know, I'm 37 now. I got three kids, a 10-year-old and twin 6-year-old, all boys. They're into games too, but like I find it's very hard to make time to game like I used to. And so when I get a game, I usually latch my claws in and play as much as I can. But I'm more of like a casual gamer. You know, I'm not the uh, the hardcore gamers who need to do every single piece of the board or 
play online and like decimate people or anything like that. I have, I enjoy it. Um, but you know, I'm a casual gamer who, but I stick to specific types. Like I prefer, um, I prefer like Resident Evil, for example, survival horror. I prefer action. I prefer RPG, uh, but not too heavy RPG. I'm not like final fantasy, more like Zelda and stuff like that systems. I've played every system that's ever come out except the dreamcast. <laughs> Excuse me. I've owned all of the systems at one point, um, except for the Dreamcast. I never played on, but once at a friend's house and never owned. And then I also um, haven't played on the newest Xbox yet, uh, or the PS5 yet. Right. But I will on the PS5 soon. Well, that makes but, sense. Like you know, you're, you'll learn as you listen to our episodes. Dan is not into the sports, uh, like at all. Oh. And uh, I'm a I'm a rare nerd where I am probably just as nerdy about like fantasy sports and all things sports as I am about video games and comic books and such. Like I've watched Justice League four times now since it's been out in, yeah. the, in the week. You know the Schneider cut, and uh, so um, you know the Dreamcast was really popular because it was that online sports. It had NFL 2K and everything else. Funny story that was my first job. That's like the first major purchase I made was there was a Funko Land next to my office, oh. and I saved my money to buy a, a Dreamcast. I actually had them hold me one, and I got off school, went and bought it, and I brought it into work with me and put it on my desk, worked my shift, and then took it home and played it all night oh, and was cool. late to school the next day and then told my friend I got it, so we skipped, like, second period and went back home and played NFL 2K. Good times. Yeah. But uh, I'm 39, um, so I'm a little bit older. I have, I have two stepkids that are my kids. I've been raising them for gosh 10 years almost now and uh yeah same thing man uh not gaming i game i game a bit probably more than dan but same thing i'm just out of that zone where like in all of our work buddies it sucks because i i'd like to be more friendly and uh more in tune with them but they all play call of duty and i'm not bashing anybody that does that but that that endless grind for no reason is just not what i'm about that's not yeah. gaming to oh. me yeah for me it's you know, I'll play Madden or whatever. That's about as close as I get to that. But mainly it's, uh, you know, story-based games. You know, I love, you know, I, like last year, I don't know what it is. It had to, it has to do with the pandemic we're in, obviously. But what, for whatever reason, when Resident Evil 3 Remake came out, I latched on to that game and it just ignited the the, the love. Because I've always loved Resident Evil. Like I said, we I played the original. I played 2. 2 is probably one of my favorite games of all time. But it kind of, just playing that game... Maybe because of everything that's going on in the world, just kind of ignited it. And then I played The Last of Us. I'd never actually beat the first one, finally beat it. Was so hooked and ready for The Last of Us 2. What I game on right now is I have a Nintendo Switch and a PS5. I'm one of the select rare individuals that have a PlayStation 5, and it is oh so fantastic. I love uh, love every second of it, but uh, I've owned everything. And Nintendo was my first system. I've had the Super Nintendo uh, kind of grew out of that because I was like 12-ish and I thought Sega was badass because uh, I like sports games and blood. So uh, Mortal Kombat having the blood in it was like the, I kind of switched, yeah, yes. switched to being like a Streets of Rage and and Mortal Kombat. I was all about the the Sega aspect. Uh, I actually was, was so Sega that I actually went to the Sega Saturn over PlayStation. And I thought oh, wow. that was going to take off and then it did not. So we actually... <laughs> Had a Sega Saturn forever. Got a Nintendo 64 before a PlayStation. When we when I rented 
Resident Evil on PlayStation. I also rented the PlayStation. Fun fact. Just to add something real quick, it's funny you mentioned the Sega Saturn because when the Sega Saturn came off, came out, and how it kind of failed, and like I went over buddy buddy's house, the buddy who had the Dreamcast I was saying about was the same guy who had a Saturn, and so I for some reason thought that the Dreamcast would like crash and burn as well. Yeah. So I I didn't get one because I thought they wouldn't make a lot of sure. games for. It. And they they made a good amount of games for the amount of time it was out, but PlayStation Two. Just uh, like Stone Cold stunned it completely. Just, you know, boom, done, done, you know. But that, like I said earlier, I had had the PS2, I had the Xbox. um, GameCube, never owned. Um, So I missed some really, really solid uh, Resident Evil titles because obviously 4 and 0 came out like almost exclusively, if I remember correctly, to the GameCube. And they actually remade... Resident Evil, the, the original also. So, missed out on those. They're all out now on uh, PS4. I never and- played Zero on the GameCube. See, I bought a GameCube a year after it came out. I never played Zero, but I played um, I, I played Metroid Prime and the Zelda games. And Elsa came out on it. But I never played any of the Resident Evils because uh, those titles ended up coming out on PS2 as well. Right, right. They were, uh, um, they were a timed exclusive with the GameCube. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's that's kind of the intro so that we can get into the nitty gritty of kind of what we wanted to talk about uh, back to the, the the evil that is resident. Um, you know, it's the 25th anniversary. It actually was uh, a week ago tomorrow. We're recording this on a Sunday night. So yes. it was uh, Monday was officially the day that was the 25th anniversary of the first game being released, which was in 1996 called Biohazard in Japan. And uh, man, there's been a lot of games. There's uh, it seems like it is. It, you know, Dan and I talked about it. it seems like there was a stretch where they almost wanted the franchise to go away with just bad releases there from like after yeah. Resident Evil 5 through 6 through all these standalone shooting games to eventually 7 kind of putting the franchise back on the map, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and there's just been, I, there's just uh, been a lot. That, from what you were saying, we talked about this earlier, 7 putting it back on the map was because they even the developers saw that the franchise had gone off the tracks. Right. Tried to co- self-correct, and that's why they brought it back to the survival horror and took it out of even kind of the main character. You're not a Jill or a Chris or you're a brand-new person experiencing everything for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. It's And it's great. I know that's kind of what's relaunched you into it, right, was you played yeah. on uh, VR? Oh my lord! So I got a VR actually from a coworker of of ours, and I bought the VR from him because he'd had it for a year or two. And man, the VR—it was amazing. I played the whole all of seven on VR, and then all of the downloadable content on VR, um, like the uh, the no uh, not a hero or no time for a hero, where you're Chris Redfield coming in, or the. Uh, Uncle Joe part. Oh, Zor, Zor. Yes, where you're the country uh, redneck awesome. Who just beats the boxer. fuck out of people with his fists. Yeah. Uh, uh, the infected, well, not infected, the uh, the actual spore-grown uh, <laughs> baddies and just punching them to, in the face and stuff. And you save Zoe and she see that side of the story. Man, I one of the things that... I. You know, Zach and I had talked about on this podcast is we wanted to kind of do homages to every type of game, but more dig in and talk about 
the not the genre per se, but the actual title and then what it's done. Because a lot of these games that are around now, some of the big titles like Zelda or like like Resident Evil or things like that, they've been around like like we just said for twenty five years. Mario. And they're part of they're like a part of our consciousness. They're a part of part of pop culture. They're a part of you know gaming itself. Like think about the revolutionary things that Resident Evil Two did that made it possible for games to come out afterwards. Like, you know, uh, like Metal Gear Solid came out after Resident Evil 2 and re-revolutionized, but that wouldn't have been possible if Resident Evil 2 wasn't as successful as it was. Because it had like a script, right? Like an actual yeah. physical... for him to do that, you know? Uh, well, the, to my knowledge, one of the things I read online is they hired a script writer, a film script writer, to write the story because the original game they had was just garbage, apparently. <laughs> And it didn't have a good plot line. It didn't make much sense. And it didn't tie in very well to Resident Evil 1. And that's the thing. Like, the story itself of Resident Evil is awesome. And every game ties into the next game. Right. So you, you have so much of a rich history. But yet you could pick any one of them up and play it and not be lost, which is also yeah, something that I, I like, you know? That's one of the coolest parts about it. Like, you cannot be lost, but then they reference things from the other games. And you're like, oh. I wonder who this Leon S. Kennedy guy is, or I wonder who right. Chris Rick is if they're not in it, or this Albert Wesker guy they're mentioning, or or Ashcroft, or all these different people they mention, so you can go back and play the other games. Because I was talking to Zach, I just reignited, like he said, with seven. I had played one, I had played two, I had played three, um, the originals, obviously, and then I had never played uh, Veronica. I had... Never played um, six or uh, I played four. I played five, but I think that's it. And now I'm going. I went back and played. <laughs> I played through uh, two all the way. The remake. I played through. I'm playing three right now. The remake, which Lord, amazing. It got so much hate, and it's it's. It's a short game, but it's a damn good one, man. Because that's the game that catapulted me back. Like, I bought Resident Evil 2 on Xbox when it came out, the remake, right? And I never finished it until until two, 3 came out. And like I said, 3 launched me back, and then I finished 2. And then when I got my PS5, I, I have a weird addiction to the trophies on the PlayStation 5. Not where I won 100% a game. Like, I've only got two games of Platinum Trophy on, right? Which is Batman Telltale Games, which is easy. If you play the game, you get the platinum. If you just play through the story, like it just happens, right? And then yeah. the other game is The Order 1886, which is one of my biggest guilty pleasure games of all time. A lot of people crap on that game and hate it. You know, it's Werewolves and Nights of the Round Table. I think the game's fantastic. A little bit harder to get the platinum trophy in that, but I did it. But in um, Resident Evil 3, for instance, on my birthday, my wife's like, what are you going to do today? I'm like, well... I think I'm going to try to speed run <laughs> Resident Evil Remake 3 and beat it in under two hours and get an S rank. It sure as hell did it. and did it like in an hour and eight minutes, something like that. Brilliant. Oh, this is beautiful. Awesome. Right now, I'm playing through Zero, which is such an underrated game. It is, a, it is crazy how there's no item boxes and you cannot expand your inventory. So you are literally running all over strategically like I'm just next to my typewriters is where I'm putting things right like okay I, I found this tablet I'm putting it next to the typewriter I'm putting my gun next to the typewriter like you have to just run back and forth and you can control different characters it's wild in fact today listen to this um, I did the tablet puzzle right where you find all yeah. three of, of the tablets and then 
where you put them is where it has the mantra, the saying of uh, umbrella. <laughs> so that it, made I, me, it made me laugh. So I screenshot it and I shared it on my Twitter. And uh, let me uh, let me pull, <laughs> let me pull it up real quick. It's pretty funny because umbrella is obviously shady, <laughs> like shady big time. And this and, takes uh, place it's zero. So this is like when umbrella is at their. This their, is the their prequel, peak. right? Yeah. yeah. It's obedience, discipline. In unity, the three fundamental principles of oh, Umbrella Lord. Corporation. Doesn't that fit? <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny, but it's it's interesting. It, it talks about the leeches, and you hear Wesker uh, in the game talking about that basically the game we know is Resident Evil 1, um, which was the first game to come out. I do believe Zero didn't come out until, what is it, after? Was it after 3 when they made it? Is that right? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it came out after three. That's right. So it's, it's basically going in times from the loose ends, but you hear, you hear Wesker talking about how the mansion was basically, uh, staged as a test. They wanted to put these stars officers in the mansion to see if they could survive and how well their bioweapons, uh, were going to perform. Yeah. And then obviously two was just a rookie cop who was coming to his job in Raccoon City and then a sister looking for her brother and, you know. There you go. And the rest and then you know the rest is history. So Yeah, exactly. I think the best part about Resident Evil is it's Okay, so it was the first game of its kind in my opinion that was very plausible. You know, there's a, there's a big pop culture following of zombies and now zombies are everywhere. Like Sure. You can turn on the TV without re- reading or seeing about zombies. But if you think about it, when we first played Resident Evil, when it first came out, the only thing that was out was like the George Romero stuff. And, like, so Zombie wasn't – it was more of an underground cult following. Right. It was like, the way it is now. It's mainstream pop culture. And Resident Evil is a big part of that because our generation and all these kids got to play it. And they got to see – Well, look at The Walking Dead. Zombies are the – zombies are what Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees were in the 80s, 70s, and 90s, basically. Yeah, with exactly. Horror, you know? And it's become such, such a cult phenomena – that I mean, even though we we actually had this conversation um, at work, even though technically Resident Evil zombies aren't zombies, we call them that. Right. They're infected, and they kind of change that with the remakes of the games, to where they're yes, they're dead, and the T virus revitalizes them and stuff. But it takes more than just one shot to the brain to kill them. Right. But it, what it is to me is it's kind of if you think about it, it's kind of one of the original reasons that zombies became as popular and prevalent as they are you know you got a whole generation of gamers who love resident evil and then you got the movies that came out and everything else they kind of helped catapult zombies into mainstream and the walking dead just kind of clenched it but even um and this goes to my nerd roots like i read a lot of comics and i'm big pop culture junkie as well um uh kirkman the robert kirkman the i believe is is his name the one who wrote Walking Dead even said Resident Evil and the George Romero flicks were influences on him. You know, that that goes to say, and he's our generation as well, like that goes to say that how impactful those games were. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, Zach, and that, that's one of the things I was going to ask you. I had three questions that I wanted to get across in the podcast. Like, one, what is your favorite part about Resident Evil and why do you love playing the franchise? I know, and two... Like who your favorite character is? I'll answer real quick uh, my my thoughts. Like the franchise itself, I love the fact that it builds on itself. That it could be a corporation that did all this. It seems plausible in real life to me. 
and that they include kind of the American government is almost just as bad because they're buying it, or any government for that matter, other governments as well, other right. countries are buying these bioweapons the, to, for military purposes and how it kind of progresses from there. And um, I love that. I love that it built on itself. I love that this one little city kind of is owned by a corporation, which we see in real life all the time that happens. Like little little cities, little towns, a big company moves in, and if that company's not there, everyone works there, they're not going to do anything. And then everything kind of falls apart and implodes on itself, and it becomes this big, big ordeal. I love that. And I love how it builds. I love the characters. I love all of it. Um, and then my favorite character personally, and I was, I was talking to, uh, to Zach about this. I'm, I'm still sticking with Leon. I don't know why. I know they like, they based him on, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio when he first came out. That's why he had like the hair flip because Titanic was successful is what I read oh, nice. and all of that. But it, for me, like the dude's just a pimp. And then when I played four, which a lot of people think four is overrated, but when I played it originally, on the PS2, I was like, it, that, that clinched it for me. It was just that good. But, um, yeah, like, the truth is, I loved Leon, and I loved... Two is still, is still and was my favorite game. And the remake is just as good, if not better, than the original. But that, that would be my answer to those questions. I want to hear yours. Well, for me, you know, Resident Evil 2, especially, is one of the rare games that, like, made me... In my, I had never played a game that made me like almost shit my pants. And <laughs> like the lick. <laughs> that like the the first scene of that game, whenever like I'm walking in a hallway and the hands come out from the from the boarded windows, and the liquor uh, moment was just terrifying yes. to me. And it's a special moment for me too because that is a game where you know I, I didn't finish when I, I only got to rent one right. So and and run one was pretty slow and there were, I never finished it on PS one back in the day so I didn't oh, wow. get into all of the horror so this one I finished from start start to finish yeah on my PS one when I finally had one and my friend Josh would come over you know him him and I were friends since basically birth and I would go pick him up um, every single Saturday I'd get off my work shift and I'd go pick him up and then he'd come over and he would say the night and we would just play Resident Evil, both discs, until we beat it. We did Metal Gear the same way, by the way. And we just played these games, uh, doing all that we could to finish them. And just, I remember playing it, and I just remember just how we were into the story. And I would not touch it one other night, just that Saturday night, right? So I was like, it was like an episodic, waiting till next week. What's going to happen next? What's about to happen? What's what's going to be the, the next step, you know? Yes. And uh, for me right now, also, you know, Resident Evil 7 had the same moment. That game, the first hour of that game is probably the most terrifying thing I've ever played. It's, uh, you know, brought back that same feeling from 2 where it's just like, holy balls, man. This is this is too much. Like, this is too <laughs> much. And funny story, my I don't know how good of a, of a parent I am here, but Hudson and I, uh, my kid, we beat that together on the couch, couch co-op. Yeah. You know, I kind of helped, helped direct him where to go, and, and he played the game originally on Xbox when it first released. And then... Uh, you and I, it's funny because I was playing at the same time you were on my PS5. I wanted to get the yeah. trope. Once again, I like to get the trophies. Like I'm going through trying to find all the objects. It's You know, it's I pick trophies that I want to get. Like, for instance, I played the Uncharted Lost Legacy. Great game. And yeah. I didn't want to get the Platinum Trophy, but I wanted to find every single object in the game. I wanted to get that trophy, you know? So same thing, you know, with Resident Evil. I'll pick a couple that I wanted. On 7, I wanted to, like... 
uh, find every object and I wanted to read everything. I wanted to find all the antique coins, shoot all the bobbleheads, which I did. And uh, my favorite, my favorite character is Jill. I think Jill is just a badass. And I think that my answer would have been different maybe two years ago, but her character in the three. Uh, in three is just yeah. phenomenal. I just, uh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Alabama hit a three pointer with zero seconds left to force overtime. Oh my gosh. They were about to lose. Woo. Sorry. Sorry. That happened no, live on the pod. Um, I'll say this though. One of the things that I, th- so when I game, I want to uncover, I'm the same way. I'm not going for the trophy as much, but I want to uncover every piece of, like I guess lore? you could say little, yeah. or like plot. Yeah. So like I try and read, and this is goes for any game. I try and read every material. I never skip cutscenes. Sometimes it's to my detriment when, you know, like, especially with newer games nowadays, you, you know, as well as I do, like, like, especially with, like, Metal Gear, like, some of the newer game cutscenes, they'll go on for, like, 20 or 30 minutes. Oh, You're dude, like, try wow, playing, this is like a movie. Try playing <laughs> Kojima's newest game, Death Stranding, bro. It's, like, 35-minute cutscenes. It's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I really like the game, and I'm a Kojima homer. You could, you could, he can do no oh, wrong in my eyes, right? Like, there's, he's about well, to that, announce his new game here, by the way, in, like, the next... I think like month within a month, we're probably going to get the announcement of what Kojima's next project is, and I freaking can't wait. I just, I, I, I want his art books. I love that Yokina Sawa, who's his artist. I just, it's, I'm addicted. I love it. Love it. Love no, they're it, love great. It. It's one of those things to me, like the lore and the plot. That's why I like Resident Evil so much because it's so plot rich. And they're so creative. You know? They just keep going, and they, they're not they afraid. And one of the things you said that that kind of sticks sticks with me and. I'm sure there's other gamers out there the same way, how the game felt episodic. You know, it was one of the first games. And it's funny you mentioned that because, like, when I played Resident Evil 1 and 2, as well as when I played um, other games on the Nintendo 64 at that time, um, my brother, my older brother, would come in and sit down. And he, he wasn't even playing. He just sat there and talked with me and helped me, like, solve puzzles, solve things like that. And it's one of those things that, you know, gaming is one of those few things that even if you're not playing together as friends, you can have a friend come over and help you and you still have a good time. Right. Because when, it, when it's a good game like that, it is episodic. It's like watching a movie. You're watching everything unfold and it's fun to do. Like I have very fond memories of watching a friend play or, him, or someone watching me play and talking, talking to me and us trying to figure it out together. Like, and Resident Evil is one of those perfect games for that. The plot builds on itself and builds on and the twists and turns and like, like in Resident Evil 1, figuring out that one of the leaders, Albert Wesker, is a bad guy and how badass of a bad guy he is as he turns out throughout the series. Right. Like, he just gets cooler and cooler. And it's one of those things that, like, you wouldn't expect that. And that's why the game has such a great legacy. And it's so great it was able to reattain its status with 7. Because let's be honest here, like, we talked about it a minute ago, but... The, some of the titles they put out, they were pretty janky, man. Like, Well, it's like Resident were, Evil 6 even. Um, I remember, it's funny because I, I recently purchased it for my PS5, right? Yeah. And I had, I had bought it when it came out on my PS3 years ago, right? Probably my first year of knowing you is whenever I purchased yeah. it. And I found out when I played it last weekend. I played it for a good hour and a half, two hours so far. I'm uh, still trying to... I'm, I'm, I'm playing in a weird order. There's no rhyme or reason to the order I'm beating them. I was just at a point where I just finished seven again, and I didn't yeah. want to start zero quite yet. So I'm like, let me just see what this six is really about because I want to talk about it on the podcast. So yeah, 
you know, I popped it in and I can see why that what the hate is because it's it's button mashing, it's it's moving the analogs, it's a complete yeah. different uh, different dynamic. But I appreciate like the characters in it and the artwork, and it's definitely a PS3 game. It feels like that, but it was funny to me because I realized that I never even beat the prologue originally. Like literally, oh, wow. when I bought the game, it put me into because I think regardless of who, who I think it's random. There's like three prologues you can do. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. But on my PS5, I was Leon, but it was Chris Redfield. I remember that on my PS3, and I never finished the prologue on the game. I, I, oh, that's wow. how far I never. Because I remember I got the trophy for doing it on my PS5, and that was the first time that uh, that it happened. I was like, whoa! And then I, I chose Jake uh, to be as my character. Obviously, Sherry's your sidekick in that, and I played. Yeah. I got to the first boss. He killed me, and I was like, okay, that's a good stopping point. I got gotcha. you. It's one of those things that I feel like based on what you've said and to be completely upfront, like it started with five to where they went a little more action adventure. Sure. And six, it went, it went even more so. Right. And I think that's what a lot of the fans, why they kind of fell away. And then it seemed like they were trying to overcapitalize on the idea of just zombies, zombies, zombies and killing them. Because that's when they put out all of the titles, you know, the the Raccoon City and Survivor and all these different titles that were like pretty much just shoot 'em games, but you're running around trying to kill zombies and do like umbrella missions and stuff like that that, that don't have to do with the mythos or the survival horror aspect. Right. You well, know? Well, Resident Evil 5 came out when the king of video gaming at that time, that's when, that's when the guard shifted and it was online. Like Which one was it? Resident Evil 5. When, when yeah. that came out, that's when the guard had shifted for video gaming, when Modern Warfare, Halo yeah. 3, um, it's like if your game didn't, like you you could not release a game anymore if it was just single player. It seemed like yeah. you had to have an online mode or it had to have, because otherwise, why am I paying 60 for a, a 15-hour campaign? You know what I mean? Like yeah. we Like as a, as a gaming industry, it's like they went away from, from storytelling. So Resident Evil's like, well, this is our niche. This is still what we want to do. But yet they decided to, you know, just make it a co-op. And, and yeah. they had a little bit of online added to it. And man, it, it was the best selling game that they put out. Like it yeah. it made it and sold more copies. It's great. Anything. It's a good game. Um and I just felt like it started there to where it was more action heavy. Like I um it makes me think, because right around that time, I if I if I remember right, like you're talking about Snake Eater came out, Metal Gear Snake Eater, right. and the, it had online version. And so, like, Metal Gear had never done that before. With, with 5? And, and, I don't know. I, I want to say Metal Gear 4, Sons of Liberty, was about the same time as Resident Evil 5, because Snake Eater was PS2. Yeah, you might be right. Um, but I know that Gears of War came out right around that time where sure. it was, like, It was about same. a year before. It was about a year before Resident Evil 5 was when Gears of War, and that was yeah. online. Ag team co-op, right. over the shoulder look, and it kind of, it was kind of the same thing. It was a little mimicry. It's one of those things to me that, don't get me wrong, I still loved the game. I played it, right. and it had great mythos. But it's like they were pulling away from that you against the the corporation umbrella and you against the world trying to escape right. essentially. Like you ever notice, like the plot lines of one zero two three it's escaping and fighting off of umbrellas 
problems. And, and, then, and the environments are almost alive, yeah, right? The environments are almost a thing in themselves. You're, you're still trying to escape. You're just saving the president's daughter while you do it. Right. Even four is the same way. So when you think about it, five was the first one where it's like, no, you're dropping in and you're messing stuff up and right. you're you're there as an operative to like, like predator. Out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're there to hunt and take the things out. And it's it's seven jump back. You know, they jump back to like, hey, you're stuck in here and your girlfriend's crazy or your wife is crazy. She's trying to cut you up with a chainsaw and with a knife. And you're like, what's going on? Yeah. And you're trying to run around like a crazy man. Picking up anything you can well, to use the weapon. Oh, I can't go in this door yet. I've got to find a way to get through this door, so i got to backtrack and then go here, oh, but yeah. I don't have the inventory spot. Like, yeah. the puzzles. Like, you, if you remember, like, four was when they kind of pulled away from the puzzles, I felt. Right. Like, sure. I don't know. I, I, I haven't played six, but, like, for a minute or two, no, no, like I told you. Yeah, four, five, no, and six no, are not puzzle awesome. heavy. A lot of puzzles, but... Right. I know with four... There wasn't a lot, if I remember. No, there's a and little I, bit. There's a little there bit. For five. Nothing too. Nothing too spectacular. That's for sure. Speaking like that was one of the things for me. Like I remember the imagery from the original and the new of the puzzles, like in Raccoon City and like the the police station in part in Resident Evil Two, or in like in in Resident Evil One. You're like you're grabbing the you're grabbing the medallions, the plates, like everything you're doing. You're doing. You're having to like open secret doors. That's one of the coolest parts of the game. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a statue. Cool. Well, what's the statue do? Oh, it's got stairs under it, and I've got to go down it. Oh, I have to move it. I've got to find these three medallions. Where are these medallions at? Like, oh, I've got to read this newspaper I got earlier, this clipping that shows what the code is for each one, you know? Like, yeah. So well, it's like, it's a hidden, all the puzzles are so well hidden. And so it's, it makes your mind work so much harder. And, I don't know about you, but I feel like Resident Evil as a game trained me to like search everywhere when I play a game. Like oh, yeah. when I play, I like go through the room and I'm like, oh. if it's a game where you can look for something, I'm like looking everywhere to see if there's yeah. anything I can. Well, t- Last of Us Two, for instance, is a game where there's so many hidden things to find, and I want to say you can beat the story in like 27 hours, but I'm such a searcher. I think it took me like 44 to be Last of Us 2 because I'm just running it's open world a little bit like yeah. pseudo open world in The Last of Us 2 and I'm running around just kind of looking for every trading because you find trading cards in that game and you find pieces to upgrade your weapon same thing it's a you know you're trying to find every bit of lore every every bit of everything that you can I think Alabama's going to lose damn it they're down by 7 with a minute left ah. <laughs> alright oh well but it's things that like when you think about it if like the lore and the plot and the puzzles, it makes it so much more enriched and so much deeper as a game that it's like you're stuck and like you're like, okay, I I've, I've vividly have had this conversation just recently now that I'm an over-the-hill gamer and I'm old. My wife comes in. She's like, hey, hon, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to find this other medallion and this other piece. And then save it. Door, and then I'll save and then I'll be in bed. And she's like, are you serious? I was like, It'll only be like, I'm, it'll take me like five minutes. It'll be like just a minute. And then it takes you, you end up playing for another like hour or two hours. Because <laughs> you open the door and you're like, oh, I got to figure out what the hell is, what, what's in here. And then you're going to the next one. And it's one of those things that like, you don't, I don't know about you, man, but there's, there's so few games that are, that will hook you that way. Right. Well, like, most games have an auto save. I like to play, look for. Well, like I've been playing a lot of Tomb Raider lately, right? 
Tomb Raider. Uh, That's a good one. Even I've, been old... in, I've been enjoying Tomb Raider because it's uh, there's a lot to find, a lot of hidden stuff, very puzzle heavy. And uh, I'm, on, I'm on Shadow of the... No, not Shadow. That's the third one. I'm on Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is the second one. I beat the uh, remaster, and now I'm on this one. And the one thing that I don't love is that it's, it's easier to pick up and play. Like if I have 30 minutes, like let's say my wife's like, hey, we're going to go out, out to dinner tonight. I'm, I'm getting ready. Well, we're leaving in 30. So yeah. I can come upstairs and turn it on because it's, it auto saves like every 10 minutes. So yeah. I can literally play it for 28 minutes. She says, okay, let, let's bolt. Let's get out of here. And I can just, boom, I'm good. I know it's going to be pretty much exactly where I left off. Resident Evil is a franchise, not so much. On the newer ones, there is the auto-saving, so to speak. But it's yes. like, wait, did I get this object? Did I not? You want to go to the typewriter or you want to go to the, you know, to the tape recorder in, this, in 7 and you want to save it and, and go where you're, where you're at, you know? Well, and that's the cool thing. I'll say this about 7. You know, a lot of games like you're talking about, how they auto-save, I feel like it's made it easier on gamers nowadays. Sure. You know, so new games it auto saves automatically so you're getting in there like a perfect example is uh i played the the jedi game uh, fallen order on ps4 and i loved it because i'm a huge star wars buff huge star wars nerd and i played through it but that game auto saves so anytime you know my wife's like hey let's go to bed i'm like yeah all right click you know i just turn it off and then it picks me up pretty much at the beginning of the level that i just left off at whereas resident evil you have to have the typewriters or the tape recorders or things like that, which I love, you know, having, right. you have to be strategic in how you do it. And it changes. I found out with the, the remakes that you, you told me, you're like, Hey man, don't save too much. You can change your score. And so when right, I was right. playing through two and the first time I played through two on Leon's campaign, I saved like 30 times and I got a really low score. I was like, man, that sucks. I thought I did a good job. And you were like, Hey man, how many times did you save? And I told you and you're like, that's why I was like, Oh man. So when I just played through on Claire, I got a better score. I got, I got an S, actually, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Uh, on the second round, because I only ended up saving 10 times. Right. <clears throat> but it's one of those things that, like, I don't know, like, you can, um, there's not many games that you have to be strategic with things. It's the same as, like, like I, br- I, brought, I bring up Metal Gear a lot because it's also one of my favorite franchises, but, like, you Save strategically um, in certain points with that game, or you're coming back to different areas. Right. Um, games like that, they put a little more stress on you as a gamer, so you have to be smart in how you play. Yeah, you can't be seen, or the whole gameplay changes. You're now in assault mode or hiding. You know, exactly. you can't. You know that. I, I like one of the things that I always loved about Resident Evil Two, or not number two, but like as well, all of the Resident Evils. They're designed to where you can try and go through the whole game and only go on the bosses. Yeah. Isn't that like you can, it's designed to where you can try and zigzag and run through and not kill the zombies if you don't want to. They're still going to be there later, but it's designed to where they're like, hey man, this is survival horror. You don't know how much ammo you're going to have. Maybe you don't have fine ammo for a long time, especially when you're playing on the harder levels where you're running through and I'm like nope don't need to kill him nope just need to use my knife and it's just way more fun well it's funny when you play you know I'm playing Zero right now and I'm about I'm probably about 70% done with Zero so I'll probably have it banged out and done by the end of Easter weekend right yeah it's it's funny to me because that's kind of like a 
something they lost on the remakes was walking into a room. It's there, but obviously it has the old, like when you enter a room, the loading screen is the door opening, right? It's only focusing on the door and you don't see anything else. I like walked into a room and it had one of the leech creatures in it. And I didn't have the right gun. I was like, oh, fuck, goodbye. And I just walked out of the room immediately. You know, it's like, okay, then I, I, he's not going to follow me. He's not coming. He, I know he's in there. I'm going to go find a grenade launcher to take his ass out, but I'm not going back in there. It's not happening, you know? That's like we were talking about the uh, the tyrant or uh, Mr. Hat in Resident Evil 2. Mr. X, Mr. Hat. <laughs> I call him Mr. Hat because you shoot his hat off in the first, like, Mr. Hat. Even when you shoot his hat off and when you first see him. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then it's the same as Nemesis. Everywhere you go, the dude's popping up and you're like, ah, again. And then like you're you're running low on ammo and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, he's there again. Ba ba ba, trying to get, get him to go down to a knee, you know? Right. Uh, I just, I think it's so, like, let's talk about that for a second, man. Like, I mean, I'd say Resident Evil kind of started, the, or Resident Evil kind of started that. What game did you ever play before those where the enemy is stalking the whole time? Yeah, I don't ever play a, a game thing. where an enemy is stalking me that is recurring. And one you can't and kill. You, one you one, one that's unkillable. You know what I mean? And like you're like, okay, so this thing's pretty much the Terminator, yeah. and I'm just I'm just running from it like Sarah Connor trying to slow it down. Pretty it comes much. Get, yeah. It's like because the whole time he just keeps getting back up, and you're like, ah, oh, crap. And so it's not like, you know, you're, you don't know what to expect because at first you're just used to boarding up windows or shooting zombies in the head and running by. And, you're like, and all of a sudden you're running for your life. Yeah, you're like, I got a shotgun now. I'll take out a liquor or two, whatevs. And then like Nemesis or or like Mr. or Mr. X, excuse me, or whatever his name is. Mr. Hat. Mr. Hat. Mr. Hat is like chasing you down and you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and I mean – there's another cool thing, the sounds. Like, the, the sound and the music in those games, dude, even the originals. Like, so there's the option in Resident Evil 2, the remake, you can play the original sound right. or the music. And, dude, I turned it on after I, I got that and downloaded it just for the nostalgia purposes because, dude, that original soundtrack is dope. And it is scary. The first time that liquor, you talked about it earlier, the first time that liquor jumped out, when I played it and everything was pixelated and old school, but that was the best technology at the time and you thought it was amazing, it scared the bejesus out of me. Oh, yeah, it was and a I, lot. It was a lot to take in, man. Yeah, man. I was in, like, middle school playing at the dark. Yeah, I was 16. I was the 16 the first time I saw a liquor. And yeah, I'm not dude, talking about I'm the like, Spice Channel either. This is scary. And it was fun, though, man. Like, it was a good time. And... I don't know about you, man, but I feel like the Resident Evil series just gets better and better. Like, I am so stoked for Village. I oh. now pre-ordered it, by the way. Nice. Uh, you're talking about it. I know you already had it on pre-order, and I was like, you know what? Let's just pre-order it now so yes. we can get it. Speaking of, let, let, let's segue into into that. So, yeah. so this is the 25th anniversary, and they said at a press release uh, this week, they released an email, Capcom did, that... There's going to be a lot of surprises and a lot of uh, stuff that's going to happen Resident Evil based this year. We know about a little bit of it, right? Yeah. Um, there's a the first show. They have a showcase. They haven't announced when it is. Now the beta for Reverse starts on yeah. April seventh. Is that correct? 
Is, is that I the believe right that's correct based on what we read. And then that's the one where it's an online right online shooter like survive like it's like a last man standing type thing I believe yeah. right. But so, it's supposed to be more in depth and deal with the plot. Like there's specific reasons for it and why they're doing it. Right. Well, the things I read. So that makes me more interested in it. Because, yeah. I mean, I love Resident Evil, so I would have played it. But, like, I played some of the other crappy titles of Resident Evil in the past that were just shoot them up bang bangs. Like, um, I downloaded uh, for a dollar for the 25th anniversary the Raccoon City. Okay. And played, like, two two to five minutes of it and was like there's a reason no one bought this game or heard about it <laughs> and, like, I, I mean i'm not trying to downplay or badmouth any game i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that love it it wasn't for me because there was no plot it's just like they're like go and steal this and do this and you're just running after it was like playing um i, I can't remember the zombie game uh that it was the last something um not the last of us it's uh it had a hand as the symbol, and it was just zombies running at you. Um, oh, the, the Left 4 Dead? Left 4 Dead, yes, Left 4 Dead. It was kind of similar to like a Left 4 Dead situation, to where there's no real plot. You're just like running away from waves of zombies. Yeah, yeah. Like, And that's what Raccoon City was. So, I mean, I like the fact that what they're doing with the online, what they're doing with five, or excuse me, seven, or we just played seven, eight, uh, Village. <laughs> your way to say it village i like what they're doing and that the plot that they've gone back to the plot and enriching the plot and making it survival horror again now i mean i know we kind of just segued into this with village i'm a little confused as to where it's going we don't know and that's what i'm hoping that's what that's what i was going to ask you with the we know so we don't know for sure when they're doing this showcase because they did they announced that now they did a showcase that i don't think you, you you saw but they did a showcase to do the first official trailer uh, for Village and then announced the Maiden demo, which is a PS5 only, so you haven't played it yet, which is, it's not really plot-based. It is, you're in the castle, it shows you what the graphics are going to be like on the PS5 and what the 3D audio sound. It's awesome. But uh, we do know that in April, we are getting a gameplay demo. It'll come to Xbox, PS4, PS5, and Series But I will download that yeah. for sure. We'll get, we're yeah. going to get a gameplay demo as long as you have a Capcom account, you're eligible to get the beta for um, Reverse, which is going to be a free online game included with Village when you purchase it. Okay? Yeah. And then we don't know what else. We do know they announced the Netflix show on the last one with a teaser yeah. just of the name for it. So speaking of we don't know what's happening with Village, You know what? Really? The movie, they, they announced the movie right. as well. What do we think and we're going to see? Are we going to see a trailer for Welcome to Raccoon City, the movie? I hope so because, like, I don't know about you. I'm glad you brought that subject up too. I'm excited as hell for the movie because from everything I'm reading and you're reading as well from what we talked about, it's based on the characters from the game. Right. And, There's no Alice. Not like the crazy movies, 20 movies. I'm not downplaying I loved some of the Resident Evil movies that came out for what they were. I was just excited because they were Resident Evil movies. But right. I hated the fact, and I still do, that I never got to see the canon right. story portrayed in live action. Well, they were just extras. If they were, uh, if Leon yeah. was in the game or Chris, they were. Or Chris was a little bit more than an extra, and uh, Jill, Jill was kind of. But it's they were just done so weird, man. Like, but all, they, yeah, all they did was they, they, they take cool parts of the games and throw it in and then throw yeah. characters that don't fit or make sense. 
So and the, it got so outlandish, it's like the whole world got destroyed by the T-Virus, and it became post-apocalyptic, and I was like, what? Yeah, the movie like, comes out in September. I'm excited yeah. about it. The one thing I... The, the man who's directing it hasn't made a good movie yet, um, from what I hear, but he is saying the right things about how it's survival horror, it's going to be scary as fuck, it's focused on... You know the the mansion slash police yeah. station, and he's he's trying to tell that scary story. So I can, I mean, he's trying to make, from what I read, a mix of one and two right. in one fell swoop that captures both of them. And so I think it's going to focus. And they have other members of stars that were just brief mentions in the original game, like Alpha Squad, Bravo Squad, right? That were mentioned. I think it's going to very much focus on stars and what they're doing through the the movie. So do you think that by the time this showcase is over, so my prediction is we're going to get a movie trailer for Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. That's the official name of the movie. I also think we're going to get a trailer for the Resident Evil show, the animated one that's on Netflix. Uh, I think that right when it's over, they'll say in the next hour, you can download the demo for gameplay. Yeah, they also have the live action one too, right? right. I think they'll yeah. announce that. That I think they're behind on. I think maybe they'll just announce that's a thing. I don't think we'll get any oh, okay. news. I think they'll space that out a little bit. We'll see. Maybe maybe that too. That'd be awesome. And then I think they got something up their sleeves we don't know about yet. You know, I talked to you. I think they have a Nintendo timed exclusive coming out. That's a Revelations three. And uh, yeah, that would be cool too. That would be awesome. I have a Switch, so I would buy it immediately. I also. Oh yeah, I didn't get to say this. Or I forgot to say the systems I have. I have a PS4, I have a Switch, and I have uh, um, a bongo. That's it. <laughs> a long pause and an um. um but like I've pl- I've been playing the Switch since it came out, and I've even thought of buying a second Switch because my oldest boy and I take turns playing it, and we, we generally – we don't argue over it. We're just like – you know, he has more time, so he gets to play more. And then I'm like, hey, you need to go to bed. It's my turn. Well, we know. <laughs> well, when, uh, when the showcase is over, let's say the showcase is 15 minutes long, 18 minutes yeah. long, something like that. Will we be just as confused as to what is happening in Resident Evil Village, you think? I don't think we will. And this is what I brought up earlier. My only fear with Village, I love that they brought Ethan back. I love that it still has to do with Maya and, I guess, their daughter. But... I'm confused as hell why Chris kidnaps the daughter, which we a, know from the, is, the preview. Is he a werewolf? Is he not a werewolf? Is he and half werewolf? Is he not a werewolf? Like, they're introducing werewolves, vampires, and giant giantess vampires, and like which has just become the biggest internet sensation ever. Like everyone loves drawing this giant hot redhead. <laughs> <laughs> and it's become like awkward, like especially on like Resident Evil fan pages and stuff. It's called being thirsty. It's called being thirsty is what the kids say. Oh, yeah, dude. I can't (laughs) scroll through my Facebook without seeing some thirsty fan drawing up some weird giant redhead. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's weird. Oh, it's weird. So let's let's move on. (laughs) I'm nervous. I'm it's happy and excited nervous just to see where the game's going because they're introducing new aspects like a werewolf, vampires. That's really not in the realm of what Resident Evil's been in the past. Well, in the trailer, they show Chris Redfield walk in and kill Mia. And apparently he takes the baby and gives it to these witches. And what we think is the plot is that Ethan's going to save his child. And you are going to the castle. It's it's semi-open world. You've got to make your way into this castle. 
And what leaks have come out, which we don't know if this is true or not, number one, I don't know if Chris is really the bad guy. I think that Capcom's doing an amazing job and is completely throwing us off, so we don't know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. I did hear that that the rumor is that there's going to be three different players to play as. And the leak that came out this week is that Chris Redfield is going to be one of them, and his will be third person like the remakes, not first person like Ethan. Cool. Okay. I don't know how the, we don't know the validity of that, but that we kind of badass. It'd be a cool little change of pace to kind of go back and forth between both. Right. I think. Oh, and my dog's be, excited about it. I'd be <laughs> down with that. One thing I'll say though, I loved, and we talked about this. I love that Biohazard or Seven that they added first person, and the reason was I know that a lot of hardcore Resident Evil fans frowned upon it because you're so used to the third person perspective, right? But I think it was one of the things that helped drag me back into the survival horror aspect, especially playing it on VR. Cause that's all I played it on. Right. I was like, Oh man, I am in this. Like my wife would walk in and I have the earbuds in and everything. <laughs> and, and she's like, hon. And I'm like, ah! I'm like, don't do that. I'm in a dark room by myself and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm being chased but, um, by Joe. Yeah. Or Jack. I'm there, Excuse me. Guys, I know. Um, I, I think my battery is going to be dying shortly. Apparently. And I know we were going to wrap up the podcast soon. Um, I was going to ask you, I'm excited for, for five, or five, I keep saying five. I'm excited for a, I'm looking forward to finding out what's going on with Chris. But like, I'm, and it's like I was saying, I'm nervous about them introducing werewolves and vampires. We'll see. That's I'm sure point. they'll do a good job because they want this is springboarding them forward. Like, we know they're remaking 4. We know yeah. that um, that's going to be a thing that they're doing. And this, you know, 7 relaunched it, and they lost a couple people that were hardcore about Resident Evil, and they brought them back in with the remakes of 2 and 3. <laughs> so yes. I, I, I think this is about it. And I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. The third character is, a, is, a, is rumored to be female that you get to be, and most people think it's going to be Mia. I'm thinking that the reason why Resident Evil 3 came out and they changed the ending of it a little bit, I think Jill Valentine is going to be in Village. She's going to come back. You heard it here on this podcast. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking it's going to be Mia only. You know, the thing is, I feel like she got such a bad rap. And she she deserved every bit of it. She deserved every (laughs) bit of it. I mean, she did, but like, I'm like, oh man, she got, and yes, she ends up getting saved and she ends up, we think, living happily ever after with Ethan. Right. But like, like, man, she, she got, if you think about it, I mean, she got caught in that house for what? Three years. Yeah. So I was like, man, that's rough stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, so I guess, uh, my, my she also worked is, for an evil, evil corporate corporation and never told her, uh, her husband, which is not right. <laughs> But she tried to do the right thing, telling him never to come back. She's basically <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger from True Lies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, hey, man, like, sometimes working for the bad guy, as long as you try and do the right thing in the end, you know, yeah. that, that's how we get some of the best characters, the, the turncoats. True. Well, Or even, like, Wesker's son. We find out Wesker's son in, I think it's in 6 and 5. Yeah, he's Jake. Yeah, Jake. He's a turncoat. Yeah. Like, he... He goes to the good side and does the right thing, and he becomes a cool character for it. Right on. Um, 
I guess my whole thing is, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to do the podcast is I love Resident Evil and I'm super friggin' stoked. Well, I think like, the next podcast we're going to do probably will be reaction to the showcase. It'll probably think, be yeah. it'll probably be that night. We'll just log in like we're doing right now and record. That'll be in the next. I'm telling you, dude. If if, if the beta is going live on the seventh and eighth, anywhere between April fifth and April fifteenth, in that window, there's yeah. going to be the showcase. I'm thinking because the game I, comes out it, May seventh. They're going to want us to have a, a good two weeks with a demo, probably. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking April fifteenth at the latest. You know. That'll be – and that'll be good. Um, one thing I wanted to add and one thing you and I had discussed, and I don't, I don't know if we touched on it. I think we did. Um, the way we wanted to format the podcast is kind of we stick to a genre of a game. We'll have updates of new stuff coming out and stuff, but stick to a genre – or not a genre, uh, a specific game title and all the titles that – sequels and things like that they put out so that as we can show our love and interest of each one and what we think about it and things like that. Just so the fans, because one of the things you and I both talked about, I haven't seen any game podcasts like that. No, no, they're all, it's the same thing. It's, okay, what are you playing? Um, Okay, these are the games coming out. Are you interested in this? Are you interested in that? And, you know, man, sure, I... My mom got me Miles Morales for my birthday. I'm playing that. I have the Avengers game. I could I could talk about what I'm playing or what I'm excited about. Well, yeah. we're kind of right now we're in this where both of us are experiencing playing. We're playing through all of the games right now, and we're, yes. we're on the build up to seven or eight, excuse me, Village, which is coming out five weeks from now, six weeks from now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's kind of what yeah. our podcast is going to be focused on is our experience leading up to the game and then the game when it comes out. That's going to be what we when we decide to record right now, this is our block for the next like six weeks is going to be all focused on this and then our reaction to Village when it finally drops. And then we're going to go into other things. And uh, it's always going to be about what we're experiencing, what we're playing and kind of what's going on. Not necessarily always video games either. Um Sometimes yeah, movies like we might want to talk well. about. We might want to talk about the Schneider cut. We might want to talk about the, yeah. the dope uh, Suicide Squad trailer that just dropped with oh, Sylvester Stallone being King Shark with his num noms. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> dude, uh, and he like waving his hand. I loved that trailer, by the way. It, it was good. hilarious. It looks good, and especially like I'll say this. I know it's not so much on on topic specifically, but like. James Gunn, man, that cancel culture got him, and I'm just so glad that they gave him a shot with this, you know, and that now he's getting another movie, because, I, I mean, I don't know the guy personally by any stretch of imagination, and I don't know all the drama or politics or anything intimately, but what I do know is the guy's a good filmmaker. Yeah, you know, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Yeah, Great. awesome. Great Guardians movie. of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and other films he's done, awesome. Like, this film, I'm excited for because... You and I have talked about this, and I'm sure we will on another podcast. I'm a DC nerd. Oh, me and too. The movies that came that have come out, we've had some disappointments, but we've had some really good ones too. And recently, they're on an uptick. They're on an uptrend. Oh yeah. You know, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and and dude, the Snyder Cut. Lord, hey, man. But, I I love Shazam. I'm not even gonna lie. For oh what it was. Shazam! Oh, I didn't even mention that. I love Shazam. Yeah, yeah. Shazam, favorite. I I love uh, uh, Zachary. Um, uh, Levi, I, I believe is the last name, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who plays Shazam, he so uh, from one of my favorite shows from back in the day, Chuck, and um, and just like I love Shazam as well. I I'm really excited to see where the Suicide Squad goes because he's using 
James Gunn is smart, man. He picked the most obscure characters. He's got the core good ones in there. Uh, you know, he's got Harley Quinn. He's got Deadshot, stuff like that. But he picks so many other obscure characters that people are going to be like, who's that guy? Who's Polka Dot Man? Speaking of obscure characters, have you seen the Harley Quinn cartoon? Oh, yeah. I love, love it. it. No, it's so great. Kite Man. Kite Man's my favorite character. Him and Clayface, by the way. For our Harley- listeners, if you haven't watched that, uh, it's on HBO Max. It's two seasons, I think. They're working yes. on season three. It's, it is a hard R, like rated oh, cartoon. Watch with your children. Yeah, it for- is. There's F-bombs. Like, you you got Joker cussing out Batman, like, in the first, like, four minutes of the show. Like, on the first oh, episode. And if you like the... If you're on the HBO Max and you like that, watch Titans, man. The live action. That goes for anyone who listens to the podcast. Because the Titans show... Um, the Titans show... They've already announced that they're going to do another season of it. And it was awesome. Yeah. From season one to season two... It was dope, and it's only getting better and better. And we finally got a live-action Robin slash Nightwing, and it's just getting cooler and cooler. Well, you see, and the Young Justice was awesome too. Yeah, and as and as our listeners can hear right now, the the nerd is strong in us. We can get excited yeah. and talk about anything for for as long as we want. Whether it's DC, it's Marvel, it's uh, Resident Evil, it's Mario, it's Zelda. It's funny because you can't see us right now, but Dan's wearing a Zelda hat. And I'm wearing a yes. Skyward Sword shirt, and this was not planned. Uh, one of us are, we're also not wearing <laughs> pants either, and that w- that was planned though. Actually, yes. to both be that, pantless. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> a little weird, a little weird. So I think I think I think we could, we can end this on a high note. What do you think, man? You got anything you want to add? No, no, I'm I'm looking forward to more podcasts, and hopefully we build up a following of people who are of like mind and like to talk and listen and. You know, we want to hear your comments, hear what you guys have to say. So if you have a subject you'd like us to, like, delve into, throw it out there, man. We're we're always hearing it. And we record this podcast on Anchor, by the way. And uh, it's going to be on iTunes. It's going to be on Spotify, whatever whatever you're listening to. So just uh, it's important. Please review it Uh, if you you can share with your friends. That's how this gets out. People find it. The algorithm of getting uh, people who, who say nice things about us and give us five-star reviews is what makes it be found. Whenever one searches for a video game podcast, for instance, it'll make us kind of come closer to the top of the list. Um, it also, just not even on that, but on, on, on Anchor, if you download that app, you can actually leave questions and comments, and we can even play them lo- aloud uh, on the podcast and answer them. Or, uh, you know, even even if you want us to check out a game, like, hey, man, you know, you guys like this. Maybe maybe this is something you want to do, and we can uh, one of us can check it out, or we can game share it, or both get it and see see what's going on there. So that would be yep. that would be cool too. But that I think that's it. We're gonna wrap up. This is Zach and Dan. We are the over the hill gamers, a couple of thirty year old, almost forty year old dudes who have kids yes. and wives and lives, and we still like to nerd out over video game shit. And, uh, and yeah, and wives I'm don't want to listen to it. So uh, we like we like you too. So that's it. Uh, follow us, like us, and. Uh, at the very least, our next episode will be the night of the showcase. We will react to the Resident Evil Village and whatever else Resident Evil's going on. And I look forward to more content coming your way. Peace out. Have a great one, guys.